This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. All right, you right-wing maniacs. It's Friday, which means we've got another panel extravaganza for you. I'm Dave Rubin, of course. This is still the Rubin Report, and joining me today are the host of the Chad Prather Show on Blaze TV, Chad Prather, and the senior columnist at townhall.com and author of the brand spanking new book. It came out this week. We'll be back, the fall and rise of America, Kurt Schlichter. Guys, welcome to the Rubin Report. Thanks for having me. Good to be with you. You know, I normally do these Friday panel shows with uh, three guests, but I felt that the egos involved today we were gonna have to do it with two. So uh, you guys gonna bring it or what? Well, actually Chad's hat counts as a guest. <laughs> basically, basically it is the third person. Uh, it's like John Bolton's mustache except headgear. <laughs> Very true, plus Chad has a dog there, so we'll see if we can make a guest appearance. Uh, okay, so uh, let's, uh, we're gonna start, we're gonna do the AOC thing first. No, we're gonna do, uh, okay. So we're gonna talk about a couple things today. So we've got this ridiculous uh, response by AOC after a comedian, Alex Stein, uh, mocked her booty over there at the Capitol. We're gonna talk about that a little bit. We're gonna talk about uh, Bidenflation, which is now at 9.1%. Do you miss the orange man yet? Uh, and uh, if you think that things have been bad with Biden, well, he's gonna get the boot. It's pretty much obvious that it's gonna happen after the midterms. And I'm pretty sure Gavin Newsom is gonna somehow take over, although I'm not exactly sure how it's gonna happen. We will get to all that in just a moment. Let me real quick talk to you guys about real estate agents I trust. You know, buying or selling a home is already one of the most stressful things you can do. And it can be 10 times worse if you're not working with the right agent. Generally speaking, our homes are our biggest investment. That's a ton of responsibility. And you need an agent who takes that seriously. That's why I recommend real estate agents I trust, founded by my buddy, Glenn Beck. They work with only the best agents in every market. They do their homework, talking to every agent before inviting them to join their network. And here's a big one. They only work with full-time pros, no part-time or inexperienced agents. Their team makes the introduction and then follows you through the buying or selling process to make sure that you're satisfied. The agents they work with have long track records and are the best sellers in their field. They're part of this audience. They share your values and they're almost anywhere you wanna go. Just go to realestateagentsitrust.com today, provide them with some basic info, they'll contact you, and then you move, maybe to Florida, maybe to where Chad is in Texas, and uh, probably not to where Kurt still lives in California, but I guess you never know. Uh, okay, let's start with this uh, AOC quote unquote attack. Uh, here is Alex Stein, comedian, and I guess we can call him a rabble rouser, on the Capitol going after AOC. See, my favorite big booty Latina. I love you, AOC. You're my favorite. She wants to kill babies, but she's still beautiful. You look very beautiful in that dress. You look very sexy. Look at that booty on AOC. That's my favorite big booty Latina. I want to do a little selfie. I love it. My favorite AOC. Nice to meet you, AOC. 
Okay, so AOC heard him, you know, giving a shout out to the booty. She gave him the peace sign, clearly was not upset. But then later on when the video went viral, she realized he said the thing about babies and abortion. And then she got very, very upset and she issued this response. He was engaged in very clearly sexually threatening, aggressive behavior right in front, on the Capitol steps in front of an officer. And he wasn't even asked to take a step back. Like, this officer was just cool with it. Okay, so AOC doesn't like being harassed, except just a few days ago, you guys might remember that Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh had to leave Morton's uh, Steakhouse in D.C. from the back exit because a bunch of protesters were out front. Here was AOC's tweet on that. She wrote, poor guy, he left before his souffle because he decided half the country should risk death if they have an ectopic pregnancy within the wrong state lines. It's all very unfair to him. The least they could do is let him eat cake. Uh, Kurt, uh, do you think that uh, she doesn't get irony or that they are the ones who have unleashed this or there is an inconsistency here, et cetera? Well, just a little bit. What I what I really like, it, well, first of all, I think it's time that we shout out the racism of this anti Sir Mix a Lot agenda that she's obviously <laughs> embraced. Um, I like know, big butts, uh, and I cannot lie. Yeah, but you know she tries to deny, and uh, I, you know, if Alex wants to, uh, uh, you know, call out, uh, you know, her uh, amazing Latina booty in his words. Uh, you know, I, I actually prefer a sleeker Latina booty, but that's, you know, that's that's my personal call. Uh, I, I think it's interesting that she redefines the rules of politics where you're allowed to intimidate people to gain a political effect. But then she wants to regulate that. She's like, you can you could bother him at a steakhouse, but you can't talk about her ass. <laughs> I, 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 it, it's remarkable. And I, I just kind of like scratched my head and said, who told you you get to decide all this stuff? How about we'll do whatever we want, including, you know, talking about uh, your junk in the trunk, and you can shut up, you gibbering halfway. Because she's not a smart lady. That's, you know, that's not, you know, her brains are not her biggest aspects, if you get my drift. <laughs> Kurt, I did say to my guys five minutes before the show started, we were gonna be demonetized on YouTube just for me saying your name, and I'm sure that's already happened, so I'm glad you're here, my friend. Uh, Chad, Chad, is the point here with these guys uh, that there's just no level of irony? They, they simply don't care if we expose them for saying you can't protest these people, uh, or you know, you can't protest me, but you can protest these people. Or the tweet she sent out that you may remember a couple of weeks back that the point of protest is to make people uncomfortable. But now, of course, she's the victim. Well, you know, you can point out the hypocrisy over and over again of of the left and the progressives and, and the wild-eyed woke. Um, you know, you want you can't define a woman, but then men can't speak out about abortion because they're not women. You know, I, then you go to this, and I don't think that AOC. Uh, I, look, she was a bartender. She's used to having cat calls. I'm quite certain that she is. <laughs> uh, so this is, it, but you know, the thing that's crazy about this is how she's, her big issue is more about the Capitol police officer who wasn't defending her or something while her boyfriend just walked the dog and walked right on in. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, and let's talk about, you know, the, the hypocrisy is one thing. And, that, and people have to understand that's what a guy like Alex Stein, who is a comedian, he's a prankster. This is a guy who puts on a, a women's swimsuit and trolls city council meetings. Um, he is a he is comedy's shock jock. He's a friend. He's opened several shows for me. I have watched conservatives in the audience sit there with mouths agape at the things that come out of his brain. Uh, he wanted to do this. He was trolling the hypocrisy for this very reason. I texted him, you know, as soon as I saw the video, and uh, he said she walked right into my trap. And mm -hmm. you see the results of it. Is there some kind of danger here, like joking aside that this is what politics is devolving into? I don't think that Alex Stein started this stuff. You know, we've shown the videos, the compilations on my show a million times. Maxine Waters get in their face and Chuck Schumer, there will be no peace and protests at their houses, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not about who started this, but is this just, Kurt, an unwinnable game? Even if we expose the hypocrisy, we mock the hell out of them that eventually just every troll everywhere will be following every politician and every pundit and every political person, and that we'll all just slowly be on that descent to hell together. Well, look, if you're gonna choose the lowest common denominator, you gotta be prepared for the next guy who's got to choose a even lower mm -hmm, one. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are a couple interesting points here that you brought up. The, the first is uh, the hypocrisy point. You know, Dave, Chad, me, we're, we're all woke to this stuff. We're conservative mm -hmm. woke. We're used to it. I mean, when, when Hunter Biden comes out, you know, and he's packing a pistol as well as a handgun, uh, you know, doing a, a blasting rails of coke off some Latavian <laughs> prostitute behind, uh, we're all kind of like, eh, you know, if it were, if our Don Jr. would be yep. on the New York Times, but it isn't. We're used to the hypocrisy. Normal people who do not do politics 24 7 are not. So pointing out the hypocrisy has some use, even if guys like us are jaded. Uh, the other issue is, and it's a much more serious one, which I cover in my book. We'll be back. There you go. He's a pro. I'm, I'm putting it out on the street. On it, bring me my money, guys. Um, if we, what they've done is, people like AOC are legitimizing the use of non-political means to influence politics. That is, instead of persuasion and elections. Uh, they, they are using intimidation. Now, if you're supposed to go get in Kavanaugh's face, what's the moral guardrail that says you can't slap his face? Mm -hmm. And what's the moral guardrail beyond that that says you can't shoot him in the face? And that's not crazy talk because a guy came to a, a, a Republican softball game and actually shot people. So this is actually very dangerous, but I think it's more dangerous to them because, you know, Normal Americans, conservative Americans, many of us have military training, many of us have not grown up in a use your inside voice kind of environment, uh, have not gone to schools where if a bully uh, messes with you and you punch him, you both get both get suspended. Uh, a lot of us have been in fist fights. Do they, do, do the rules that these guys so casually abandon are not there to protect guys like us. Mm -hmm. They're to protect them. Because if we're in a situation where power is the currency, well, you know, I know how to I know how to survive in that kind of environment because I did in the military. Could they? So, Chad, to that point, 
did you see her follow-up tweet where basically she said that the reason she approached him was because the police officer was going to do nothing, so she was going to deck him. Those were her words. She was going to deck him. Now, it's obviously a lie because she thought he was a fan, and that's why she flashed the, the peace sign and went in for the selfie. It wasn't until after when she realized. But just the fact that a, a Democrat congresswoman can say that she was going to assault someone, I'm pretty sure that if Ted Cruz or Rand Paul or pick your Republican said they were gonna deck someone for making fun of them, maybe that would make it to the New York Times, you think? Yeah, I, I texted Alex this morning just to ask if he was okay, because obviously he's on all the news junkets and they're talking about him. And Alex is no stranger to this. This is what he wants. I said, are you okay? And he said, man, he said, I'm doing awesome. He said, actually, <laughs> He said, watch what happens. AOC will be the biggest victim of sexual harassment that's ever existed. <laughs> and and she, I think she's well on her way in pushing this thing. Uh, yeah, I tweeted last night. I said, I wish AOC would have decked uh, Alex Stein because that, can you imagine the hilarity of the lawsuit that would ensue from that? Uh, I just think that would be just nonstop entertainment. Look, and I agree with Kurt. You know, I, I, I think that you do fight fire with fire. Sometimes it's necessary to get in a very ugly way down in the weeds. We have devolved into a post-critical thinking society. Uh, we don't do that anymore. We think in terms of, um, of quick snippets, 15-second blocks. And uh, our, our concentration level doesn't, doesn't hold dialogue, and it certain does, certainly doesn't handle debate. We've become thin-skinned. We've gotten a little crazy in our thinking. Uh, we've polarized our sides. And, and, you know, look, I live in the public eye. Dave, you as well. You know, you get on that stage every now and then in front of yep. hundreds, thousands of people. You know, you never know what element is there. You hear the horror stories of the crazed people who bring a gun to a, a live event and, and do unthinkable things. I travel with an element of security. I know you do, too. You know, you try to you try to think, you know, not live in, with that reality or that understanding, but you have to keep your head on a swivel because, let's face it, everybody is looking for a fight these days, and social media has brought it much more closer to our reality and daily ex existence because that world's gotten smaller. Let me ask you guys one other thing as an offshoot of what Chad just said right there, which is, to me, there is no middle ground with these people at this point. I think, Kurt, you've been talking about this for a yeah. while. Uh, that they're like, what is the middle ground with AOC at this point regard, you know, regarding how she feels about America, how she feels about truth and biology and proper governance and all of those things. So what do we do about that? That, you know, this is not 20 years ago when you could say, I mean, I was a Democrat 20 years ago, but when there was some agreement like, oh, America's decent and let's debate the stuff, uh, where now it's like, there's really nothing that we could offer them that they would accept and be willing to do the same on their side. Look, I'm a trial lawyer. I, I go and convince normal people uh, to to uh, find in favor of my clients, and I use facts and evidence. I but I I, I don't advocate doing that against people like uh, AOC. Once again, all in my book. We'll be back. <laughs> the Fall and Rise of America. Um, you can't argue with them because their their premise is completely different. Their premise is all about personal power, their power, their position. Uh, and their profitability. So you're not going to talk them out of anything. As I say in the book, there's no bottom, Dave. There's no point where they look at it and go, like the, the, the rulers of Venezuela, they have their, their people are breaking into the zoos to eat the zebras because they have no meat. Now, if you care anything about good governance or helping your people, you say, my gosh, my policies have led to people eating the zebras. I had better change course, but that never happens. There's no bottom because it's not about the people. It's about 
the maintaining the power and position. And it's the same with them. So I don't propose we debate them. I don't propose we reason with them. We we save that for normal people who aren't really aware of politics all the time and need to be brought over to us. And it and it does work. We we've, we've seen that with our Latinx friends are now 50 percent Republican because we've convinced them. Uh, we just have to defeat people like AOC. We have to crush them electorally and we have to crush them culturally. So I'm not here to win them over. I'm here to win over them. Chad, bring us home on this one. Do, do you agree with that? Yeah, I do agree with that. I think it segues into some other topics we're heading towards. Look, the results will actually turn people's mind towards the way that I think we're going to see it go uh, and bring around some some values that we hold dear and I think have been tried and true and tested and have worked and brought great results. We understand that the progressive ideologies, whether it's the Green New Deal or modern monetary theory or ESG scores, they, they're not going to work. They're, they're a failed system. And as Kurt referred to Venezuela, that's the goal. These people want deficit. They want debt. They want starvation. They want less population. They want less fossil fuels. These, these are not ideologies that are going to work in the long run. They are failed policies. And uh, they are held in the minds of insane people like AOC. Look, the pendulum has pushed so far to the left in regards to the progressives that even the Democratic Party does not like or want AOC in their ranks. So I agree, you know, we almost have to take a, a Breitbart-type attitude of war mm -hmm. and say, we're going to bring the fight to you. We're going, we're going to use not only logic and debate, but we're not interested in arguing with you for the sake of arguing. We're going to show you the results, and the deal is the numbers simply do not lie, and we're seeing that happen played out right here in front of our eyes right now. Yeah, well, we're seeing it certainly happen where I'm at right now in Florida, which is we've got a guy in office who's laying up some, some seriously sane policies, and now it's being reflected clearly in the polls, and obviously DeSantis is going to crush it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory— Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. In November, but you gave me a good segue with all the stuff that ain't working these days. Uh, nothing's working with this administration. Inflation now 9.1%. That's at least what they're telling us, which most likely means it's worse than that. And you know when CNN is covering it, then something really ain't right. Horrible news for your wallet. New data today released by the Biden administration shows inflation surging to 9.1%. That is the highest level in more than 40 years, and it means the prices we pay overall are 9.1% higher than they were at this time last year. So unless you have benefited from an unlikely 10% raise since then, you now have less money in your pocket than you did a year ago. Much of the increase is driven by gas prices, which we should note have fallen in recent weeks, but they remain insanely high, up nearly 60% in this report. And the increases are felt across a range of categories. Prices on groceries are up more than 10%, housing nearly 6%. Today, President Biden admitting that inflation is still, quote, unacceptably high. Vice President Harris saying there is no question we still have work to do. Little consolation to the millions of Americans who are struggling to make ends meet due to rising prices across the board. Chad, I'm not a math magician over here, but uh, 
is it crazy to say that if you print a whole bunch of money based in nothing and you just keep printing it, that you might devalue the existing money because then there's suddenly more of it and I have some recollection of something called supply and demand. I don't want to confuse people on a Friday, but do you think that maybe they did this? You know, I've said for, for a while now that this is the controlled crash of the plane. They're bringing it yep. down. They intend to crash it. They want to survive it themselves. But what they're doing in terms of creating, as I alluded to earlier, this adherence to a modern monetary theory where deficits and debt are a good thing. If you go back, you look at the Green New Deal. When the Green New Deal first came out, I thought it was something written in crayons by a fifth grader. I said, there's no way. You can't do a $90 trillion overhaul infrastructure uh, rebuild. You can't you can't do all of these things that, you know, they were proposing that you want to do. And then I started realizing when it comes to modern monetary theory, they, they can do it because you don't have to back up this system. Uh, you centralize everything. You devalue everything. And we're starting to see it played out. We're seeing it played out in the stock market. We're seeing it played out in cryptocurrencies. Everything is being brought back to the feds. And they're the ones who are in control. The ideologues on the left, the progressive wild eyes, as I call them, you know, the, the, your billionaires, your Gates, your Zuckerbergs, your Soroses, they're the ones who are pulling the strings. Whoever's pulling their strings, I don't know. But these folks don't like you. They don't love you. They want to see this thing crash. And America is has been the bastion of, of independence that has stood in their way. So we're a direct target. Look, we're headed towards barrels of oil that'll be $300, $325 a barrel. Uh, what are you going to do when it's $10, $11 for, for a gallon of gas? They don't mind that because in the end, this is the result they're trying to bring about. Chad, I appreciate your calm, measured answer there, but I've got video right here we're going to show you. Biden said this is just temporary. Don't worry. The overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. No one's talking about this great, great deal. It's un highly unlikely that's going to be long-term inflation. It's going Kurt, you heard him. No one's talking about this great, great, you know. Yet here we are. Well, I, you know, far be it for me to criticize President Cornholio, but uh, this, you know, I, I, there, there is something to be said to uh, the cloud Priven effect where you where where you let everything fall to pieces so mm -hmm. you can rebuild it in your own image. That happened when I was much younger uh, with Jimmy Carter running uh, the United States into the ground, uh, socially, politically, militarily. Now, um, of course, Jimmy Carter is the only one happy about the Biden presidency because now he's not the worst president of the last century. But we got Reagan. And Reagan showed us how to deal, how to deal with the Soviets, how to deal with inflation. The, the, the fact that these guys are driving us into the ground, Dave, is an opportunity. We should never let a crisis go to waste because they are teaching us about the uh, intellectual bankruptcy of modern monetary thinking. They are teaching us uh, the end game of the climate change hoax. They are, get, they are going to run America into the ground. And we got two more years of this that we may just win over a new generation of Americans. Now, we're never going to win over the uh, uh, Chardonnay swilling wine women of suburbia. We're not going to win them. We're not going to win the faculty lounge crew. We're not going to uh, win over the activists. But, you know, we're, we're, we're winning over uh, Latinx Americans, uh, working class Americans. Uh, it, it, it's going to truly be a realignment. And, you know, if some idiot comes down the road in 20 years and says, 
there's this thing called modern modern monetary theory, and we should spend, everyone's just going to go shut up. I lived through 9.1% inflation. I gave 9.1% to the big guy. No thanks. Chad, is that the silver lining here that, you know, in politics, basically, there aren't that many people who are going to vote differently, but there does seem to be some sort of disaffected liberal, some sort of the old sane liberal, I know a little something about it, that is just like, man, the Democrats are completely bananas. And that might be the only crew of people really willing to move. It's not gonna be, say, the, the Chardonnay suburban moms that, Char that Kurt's talking about. They're not gonna move and the crazy wokesters aren't gonna move. But the average Democrat who just got mugged by lockdowns and the rest of this insanity, that is a person that might move. Well, you know, Dave, you're, you're a perfect example of that, not only in your migration politically, but your migration and your exodus from California. Look no further than California to see what these uh, these ideas of bureaucracy lead you to. I don't know how anybody with common sense remains in California these days. But yet you look at the stark contrast of a place like Florida where, you know, Ron DeSantis barely beat out Andrew Gillum, but mm -hmm. because of old leadership and great policy, look how far that expanse has separated the left from the right, and, and Florida has become a golden state of redness uh, and liberty and freedom and success and opportunity, and many, many people are coming there. Texas, in many ways, the same way, uh, although a little bit more on the bubble. But I will say that, yes, we, you know, results will prove a lot of things. Look at, you know, Myra Flores, uh, Hispanic yeah. from the Grand Valley yeah. in South Texas. Look at what's going on in the Rio Grande Valley in Texas. Um, you know, I, I love what Kurt said because I tend to agree with him. I can almost, if I was painting the future, being prophetic, I would say, you know, I, I would like to see Ron DeSantis ride in on a white horse in 2024 and, and see a revolutionary change that comes back in the days of, you know, Ronald Reagan's 1980, uh, you know, inauguration. It's, and I think we can bring that back if we have the right people with the right policies. It feels like that's the hope, that's the move here. And it's just like, man, how much damage can they do in the you know remaining two and a half years that this guy's got? If, I mean, my, I think they're gonna get rid of him right after the, the midterms. What, they need a scapegoat and they'll just take him out because uh, they're stringing him along. Everyone gets that something ain't right. And speaking of something not being right, he is in the Middle East right now. That's right, Mr. Magoo landed in Israel yesterday. And uh, well, here's, we could have picked many videos, but we have limited time. Here's just one of the incredible moments of your President Joe Biden. Thank you, President Herzog and President Biden. Honored guests. Okay, so once again, he shook nobody's hand. He then walks over and he's being led by like grandpa. Uh, we could have shown you the video of him saying that we must honor the ho Holocaust. Uh, he meant to say the horror of the Holocaust. Uh, generally in Israel, you don't say you want to honor the Holocaust. That's something they're a little touchy about. Uh, Kurt, it's not going well for this guy and they can't hide it much longer. Well, here, here's the problem, Dave. This guy started it as a baseline moron. Uh, sure, he's corrupt. <laughs> sure, he's kind of a pervert. But he was always stupid. And now you, you, you sent it to the 10th power by him being senile. And I, I, I'm wondering who's in charge, because it's not him. Maybe it's Dr. Jill, uh, she of the breakfast tacos. I, I just, I, I think it's hysterical that they went all in 
hating on this guy. And they own him so completely because they so differentiated him from Donald Trump. So before we had mean tweets, but we had, you know, peace. We had cheap gas. We mm -hmm. didn't have giant, you know, inflation. And this guy has so, you know, discredited the brand that they're going to actually have to turn on him in the harshest way to uh, put space between themselves and uh, whatever progressive nitwit follows, whether it's, uh, you know, Governor Hairstyle or Big Chief Warren or, <laughs> gosh, I hope, Kamala. Uh, they've really put themselves in a tough place. But the scary thing is he's got two more years, almost two and a half, and there's a lot of damage he can do to the United States. If I was America's enemy, I would think about acting in the next two years. If I was Taiwan, let, let me put it this way. I, I, I'd be shorting Taiwan right about mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll get to Governor Hairstyle in just a sec, but uh, <laughs> so ridiculous. Chad, as you were talking about sort of a controlled demolition before, isn't Biden sort of the perfect person you would want if you were trying to do a controlled demolition because he's a total 47-year in-government swamp creature. He was never that bright to begin with. He's taken every side of every issue. And now because of the cognitive stuff, it's like he will say literally anything they put in front of him, including repeat the line. <laughs> Dave, he's the perfect guy for this situation. Look, you got you got a guy that you can completely control. He doesn't know what planet he's on. He doesn't know what room he's in. He doesn't know what he's eating at any given time. He doesn't know where he is. They know that you can't invoke the 25th Amendment on this guy because if, if you don't have let's go, Brandon, you get let's blow, Brandon. Kamala, <laughs> right? so you got President yeah. Pete versus Vice President knee pads. What are you going to do? So so here's the thing. They know that it's the perfect guy. They, no one wants Kamala Harris. They know that they've got him over the barrel because if they really wanted to, they could use this Hunter Biden nonsense to oh, yeah. really destroy not only him, but his legacy and his memory forever. You got a president talking about temporary and transitory inflation. Here's a guy who's been in Washington, D.C. for 50 years. He doesn't know anything about temporary. Mm -hmm. uh, this guy is straight up lying to you. They're telling him what to say, and he's going to say it. No one can get rid of him because of what you would get next. Who do you want? President Pelosi? Hell no. Hell no. Well, so whoever's pulling the strings, that's that's what you've got. He is the perfect guy. They know they've got him under control. And as I do believe, uh, as I'm sure you guys agree, you know, uh, Governor Hairstyle was at the White House yesterday meeting with Dr. Jill for whatever God knows, God knows reason. That's the guy they're going to trot out after these midterms. And you'll see it happen. It'll be a quick transition. So let's show let's show some video of that, because this is really an extraordinary moment. The president leaves the country. He is thousands and thousands of miles away on the other side of the earth. And then who shows up at the White House to meet with his wife and the pres uh, the vice president? How you feeling? We're on hand exclusively as Governor Gavin Newsom enters the West Wing of the White House amid speculation about his political future. During this trip, Newsom is meeting with Vice President Kamala Harris, White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain, and First Lady Dr. Jill Biden. What is the message that you're trying to convey to Jill Biden today, to the Vice President, to leaders back. on the Hill? Have your back. Have your back. He is such a slimy, smarmy, inauthentic, soulless. I really believe he is soulless. I do not think he has a human soul. He has wrecked, originally he wrecked San Francisco as the mayor, then he wrecked 
California as the governor. But just in terms of the optics alone, they knew what they were doing. Dr. Jill, who clearly has not examined Joe, she knew exactly what she was doing by having that guy show up to the White House. Kamala knew exactly what they were doing. Joe's not, not here, let's get this guy in. I mean, that's the plan, right, Kurt? Like, how are they gonna do this thing? They're gonna get him to step down, she'll jump in as, as president for a little bit, they'll get him as VP, Nancy will be upset because she's not, and then they'll get Kamala to step down and then he jumps in at 24. Like, what are they doing here? No, well, look, I, I, I think that's a good explanation for him going to Washington and playing doctor with Jill. <laughs> um, it, I mean, he, he is a smarmy weasel, but I, I just, I, I find it amusing that blue America, uh, the, the little ruling class thinks that the rest of America, the ones that actually vote are, are going to want to turn their, their state into another California. Okay. It used to be, you know, California used to be the land of swing palm trees and opportunity. I got there with uh, when uh, 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 Governor Reagan was in charge, mm -hmm. and I, I was able to, you know, make all my dreams come true. If you want to use a hack cliche, but it's, it's a fact. And now it's about uh, hobos dropping their used dinner on the sidewalk, and having to play hopscotch and avoid being impaled by hypodermic needles. Uh, I, I, you know, the, 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 one of the other problems for Gavin Newsom. Besides the fact that he's got the albatross that is having turned managed to turn a great state like California into a hellhole, is he's really going to have to trash Joe Biden hard to to differentiate himself, and I think that's going to alienate some of the uh, Democrats. I like the Democrats are in a bad place, and the Republicans are in a very good one, which is why you see uh, uh, President Trump is very eager to get back in the race. I think he will. I wrote, a, uh, I wrote a piece, the case for Donald Trump and the case against Donald Trump in town hall. And uh, the president sent me a nice note on a printout of the case against Donald Trump that said, you're gonna be very happy with what I do. I will not let you down, which I took <laughs> as right. as, oh yeah, I'm running. But then we have also got uh, Ron DeSantis who is outstanding. Um, I, I, I'm looking forward to a powerful Republican primary where we really figure out who the best guy is and the uh, voters of the Republican Party uh, decide who to go with because 2024 is a huge opportunity. I think, uh, I think our win is uh, uh, very, very likely unless we do some insane like, you know, nominate girl Jeb, uh, Nikki Haley. <laughs> I happen to like Nikki, but I, I know a certain amount of the base doesn't dig her. Uh, but Chad, all right, so let's, I think we're all in agreement on Newsom and, you know, this, I don't know if you saw the ad where he's, uh, you know, going after Florida and going after DeSantis and it's like literally every word is a lie and that he dares even say the word freedom is so extraordinary. But let's just back up to what Kurt said there. The, the Trump DeSantis thing, that's really the thing that now is on everyone's mind. Uh, you know, having gotten to know Governor DeSantis a little bit, I don't know that he's gonna run for president, but I know he loves Florida. This guy lives and breathes this state. Um, do you have a preference? And do you think there's one that, that works better than the other? Or do you think they can have a meeting, a closed door meeting and work this thing out? If it's to you know, be? I, I, look, I don't, I don't know if Donald Trump's ego allows that to happen. I, I would hope so, that maybe there is some you know, tinge of humility left inside there. I don't know if it's ever existed. Uh, I, I would hope so. You know, I think that Trump is sitting in a legacy position where he really could be a God maker uh, in many ways to be the neck that turns the head. 
and, and pull a lot of, you know, pull a lot of um, people into play that could be major game changers without the rhetoric and the necessary attacks by the, the media towards a Donald Trump if he was the actual guy in charge. Now, I'll take Trump 10,000 times over this bullshit nightmare we're living right now. Uh, but I do hold out hopes that a, that a guy like Ron DeSantis, who, who not only has had good policy and good convictions, who, who loves his state, he loves his job, but a guy who has been able to pull that separation further apart between, between the leftist and, and right-wing ideologies and show some real common sense. And I think right now it's not about political parties. Look, I say it all the time. I don't care if you have an R or a D by your name. If you're a big government person, you're garbage. You're, you're human waste dump. You're the enemy of the American people. And I don't see Ron DeSantis as being that. And uh, I, would love to, I would love to see how that plays out on the, on the national level. Yeah, I think you're especially right about the fight that America needs to have. That's what I've been saying on the show lately. It's like the fight that, and again, I'm with you. I would vote for Trump over any of those guys. I, I like the president. I think he's a good guy. The media did horrible things. Big tech did horrible things. But the fight that America needs to have in some ways is the Newsom-DeSantis fight. It is the Cali-Florida fight. Like that's the thing that we all have to hash out in front of us rather than, okay, let's do a Hillary uh, Trump thing again, or a Biden Trump thing again, or something like that. But I, I, I get the people that are like, he's still the only one that can ram right through. Kurt, Kurt, I'm gonna give you the last word because I believe you have a book and maybe it's even in your lap right now and something. And Chad, if you wanna show your dog, you can do that too. But here, Kurt, why should people buy this book? Well, first of all, I talk about the Trump DeSantis issue. Uh, the last two chapters, the second to last chapter is about the 2024 election. And my, my thesis is, look, we need to have a fight within the Republican Party. It doesn't have to be a hostile fight. It has to be a debate. Uh, you know, the president has some good reasons to run, and he's got some weaknesses. Don Ron DeSantis has a lot of good reasons to run. I haven't seen a lot of weaknesses yet, but that's why you have a primary. So, so you can test these candidates, sharpen them, hone them, get them ready. The last chapter of my book, which I'll raise again, will be back, The Fall and Rise of America, is actually a president looking back after eight years and how he fixed America, how he went and got the military back on track, how he got uh, uh, the, the proper role of the legislature and the judiciary and the executive on track. And it's, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. It's kind of exciting. Uh, I'm pretty happy with it. People seem to like it. But look, we, we've got a big fight against uh, ahead of us. We've got to have the best candidate. And the way we do that is by having a vigorous debate among a bunch of candidates who say, this is what I bring to the table. Uh, and let me uh, answer questions about my weaknesses. So I'm, I'm looking forward to 22. I'm looking forward to 2024. We will be back. Literally, we're going to win. We can't lose to these goofs. I said I was going to give Kurt the final word, but I know my audience well enough to know that they want to see the dog again. Chad, show them the dog. Tell them why they should adopt animals, and then I'm sending you guys on your way. There's Biscuit. <laughs> All right. I thank Biscuit. I thank Chad. I thank Kurt. Kurt, I'll see you next week at the Sunshine Summit with that Ron DeSantis guy. Maybe he'll give us some hints. We shall see. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'll see you there, and I'm bringing the beautiful... Uh, breakfast taco that is my lieutenant's wife, <laughs> whose ass is normal size, by the way. I'll be the judge of that. All right, guys, have a good weekend. I'm going to finish up solo for just a moment. Thanks, guys. All right, people.
I think that was a nice way to end the week. Uh, by the way, in case you missed it, I don't know if you heard me promoing it for the last two months, but we had an absolutely fantastic show in Miami last night. We had Ron DeSantis' press secretary, Christina Pouchaw, and Lisa Booth joined me, and Dave Raboy. And it was just a great packed crowd, great energy. We did a live Ruben report. Uh, I did, I polled the audience how many new Floridians, and I would say about, what do you guys think, about 20% were kind of new Floridians, like last year or two Floridians. And, uh, and then I said, how many of you, you know, born and bred, old time Floridians? And I would say it was about maybe 60% of the crowd. And it was just such a beautiful moment of, you're not gonna believe this, guys. There were black people, there were gay people, there were straight people, white people, Asian people, Latino people. I met a couple from Saudi Arabia. It was, it was what it's all about. So I hope that wherever you are, you're doing a little something. That's what it's all about, which is that nobody cares about your genitals or your skin color. They only care if you're a decent person. I hope with that in mind, you'll have a great weekend. Uh, I don't know if you heard some banging during the show, but we're almost done with the construction here. I am gonna do absolutely nothing this weekend because I've got a baby on the way. We've got a baby on the way in a couple weeks and I am told that I'm running out of weekends. So I'm going to sit in a quiet room with the dim light and stare at the wall because I guess my days of doing that are, are numbered. Anyway, thanks for playing along everybody and we'll see you on Monday. Thanks for tuning in everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you wanna connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubenreport.locals.com.